Praise God. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to the Inspired by the World Times of Devotional. Right now, we're going to be praying in other tongues for the next um, 15 minutes. I'd like us to um, read the scripture, 1 Timothy 2, from verse 1 to 4. And it says, I thought, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. So right now, we're going to be praying and we're going to be looking at looking at one of the strategies for weaponizing our prayers. It says, pray for the Lord to send the laborers into the harvest field of, a, of leaders of nations. So this harvest field is the leaders of nations. So we're going to be praying that the Lord should send the laborers into the field of the leaders of nations. We're about to see a harvest of souls of leaders of nations like never before, hallelujah. So let's go ahead and pray. Pray in other tongues. Kindly unmute yourself and let's pray in the Holy Ghost, declaring that the, 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 the leaders of nations, they are harvest field and they are ripe at this time and laborers have been sent, pushed out, forced out into that field, hallelujah. Lego songra, lega bararushta. Ala <laughs> kabala 
Blessed be God, blessed be God. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah. Yes, because the field, oh God, the field of the leaders of nation, oh God, is a ripe one at this time. Therefore, in the name of the Lord Jesus, you force out how you force out laborers, oh God, into that harvest field, oh God. You force out laborers into that harvest field. And yes, some of those laborers are among us, oh God. In the, in the harvest field, 
of the leaders of nations, of the leaders of God, of different capacity, different levels. They are coming to Christ, hallelujah, through us even at this time. In different nations, in different countries, hallelujah. Yes, you are sending out the men and women that you have prepared, oh God, to go and have vest those fields, oh God, to have those fields of their leaders of the nations. So also, God, all the harvest fields all around the world, oh God. We are harvesting them, oh God. We are harvesting them, hallelujah. Suddenly our voice is amplified, hallelujah. Suddenly, hallelujah. We are rightly connected, to be able to effectively reach these men and women in authority, especially at the helm of affairs of our nations, oh God. Suddenly, hallelujah, the rhapsodies that we sponsor are getting to them in a different way. Yes, the messenger angel getting to them on a different wave, on a different frequency. Compelling them to pay attention, oh God. Yes, hallelujah, the year love all series of God with a man of God. Is reaching them, hallelujah. And they are compelled, hallelujah, by the activity of angels to pay attention to what the man of God is saying. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. For in the name of the Lord Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, we have worshiped. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending on what part of the world you are connected to at this time, it's always such an exciting time to be connected with you in fellowship. You know, at the times of devotional, at the um, inspired by the word global, praise the Lord. Right now, I'm going to be handing over to the esteemed Amara. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Ma. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Thank you for an amazing prayer session, uh, making power available on a daily basis for all men and for all those who are in authority. Changes are happening all around the world. We would see in these days presidents of nations come to Christ. We would see in these days nations being declared as Christian nations, standing with the gospel. We will experience all of that because we are taking our places as intercessors for the times. So congratulations, everyone. It's such a beautiful thing to be part of what God is doing around the world. Praise God. Yeah, today is the fifth of February. I had I I I I I I was getting a lot of feedback about yesterday's session, and I heard that it was fire. <laughs> Praise God! Thank you so much to all of our co-hosts for being amazing and for inspiring us with the investment of their personalities. Praise God! Yeah, today fifth of February. What was the Lord saying today? He said, build your life on truth. Build your life on truth. And our opening scripture is taken from Psalms 119 verse 105. You can look at the screen. We are projecting the devotional for you. Man of God said, many have founded their lives on the misinformation, assumptions and theories of men rather than on the word of God. Many have founded their lives on the misinformation, assumptions and theories of men rather than on the word of God. Unlike this world and everything in it, you can rely on the word. It's infallible and immutable. The word is eternal and must be the source of the information you live by. Many live by a doctor's report. 
many live by the report of the CDCs all around the world. So many, you know, since 2020 till now, all the lies that have been projected by the media about the COVID-19, then now COVID-21, many basically live their lives based on it. I was out yesterday and, you know, at different places that I went to, I would see people with nose marks covered all over in public places when they should be breathing in air. And I'm like, oh, how did these people get here? I saw a woman driving in a car covered fully. And I'm like, how did she get here? The first paragraph tells us how she got there. Many have founded their lives on the misinformation, assumptions, and theories of men. But we are different. Our lives are founded on the word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. The internet where many consult for information has been corrupted and invaded with, me, with disinformation to rob you of your faith in the Bible and Jesus Christ. They write things against the Bible, against the things that Jesus said, against the things the prophets said. They claim to find contradictions in the Bible and that it needs to be reviewed. These are misguided minds, and deceivers who are void of the Holy Spirit. The Bible is the only reliable material on the face of the earth. The Bible is the only reliable material on the face of the earth. I take it again. The Bible is the only reliable material on the face of the earth. When you stand before the Lord, he's not going to ask you what your history teacher or professor taught you. He's not going to, he's going to ask you about his word because the information therein was God inspired. I used to say that when we all stand before the Lord, we're not going to present the documents of the houses that we owned on earth. We're not going to present the documents of all the cars that we bought. We're not going to present the certificates of all the master's degrees across the world that we got. We're, going to, we're not going to present all the awards that we won. You know, those awards that they give you in school, those awards they give you in your industry as best marketer, best fashion designer. You're going to have to present your award as the, as a, as the best human designer. How many human lives did you touch? How many people did you present with the gospel? What did you do with the word? The word of God that is documented in the Bible will be the evidence for or against us. There is no one that is listening to me today that doesn't have access to a Bible. And you know, one of the things that we're very excited about this year is that we get to, you know, um, 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 we, we get to read the whole Bible in one year. So none of us can have that excuse that, oh, I did not see this in the Bible. Oh, I did not know that the Bible existed. Oh, I did not know that this was in the Bible. In this one year, you will see everything that is in the Bible. Peradventure, you had escaped them before now. The Bible is the only reliable material on the face of the earth. When you stand before the Lord, he's not going to ask you what your history teacher or professor taught you. He's going to ask you about his word because the information therein was God inspired. Our opening verse describes the ministry of the word in giving you direction in life, no matter what you hear or read. Follow only the guidance and direction of the word. Build your life on God's truth. Our opening verse describes the ministry of the word in giving you direction in life. No matter what you hear or read, follow only, 
follow only the guidance and direction of the word. Build your life on God's truth. Build your life on God's truth. Our life is before us. Every one of us will account for the life that we live here on earth. It's a house that you are building. Build it with the right materials. You know what happens when a house is not built well? Some of us have woken up to news of the collapse of houses, collapse of structures in different parts of our country. It shows that there was something that wasn't right in the building. The accurate materials were not used. And this is the same way the lives of many have crumbled over the years. Because over the years, they built their lives with inferior materials, with the wrong materials. This devotional today, the man of God is saying, build your life on God's truth. And the truth is the word of God. We have the word before us. This word of God is dependable. This word of God is trustworthy. This word of God is what it says it is. Everything in the word has been proven to be true. God hasn't failed anyone. The word hasn't failed anyone. It's not going to start with you. You know, sometimes some people will say, ah, but I've been trusting in the word. I've been trusting in the Lord. I've depended on his word, but I'm yet to see my testimony. The problem is never with God. If it is not working for you, the problem is never with the word. The problem is never with God. Maybe the principles, you are not applying them as they should be applied because they are principles to the application of the word. So every time it seems like you've tried the word in a particular way and it did not work, what you then need to do is go back and check, how did I do it? Is it how I was supposed to do it? The problem is never with the word of God. Remember this, if you don't remember anything I said, the problem is never with God. The problem is never with the word. If the word is not producing for you what it talks about, check how you are applying the word. There is an accurate application of the word that is required of the child of God. So, we are going to build our lives as we have been doing, we will continue to do on the word, which is God's truth. Praise God, hallelujah. Over to you, Sister Joy, for the further study and the prayer. Good morning, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma, for the opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. I will be taking the further study. Okay, John 14, 28. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come back unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice because I said, oh, sorry, that's the wrong one, sorry. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. John 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Praise the Lord. And 2 Timothy 3, 14-17. I'm sorry, just a minute. Sorry, just a minute, please. Second Timothy. Okay. But continue thou. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned 
and hast been assured of, knowing of, of whom thou hast lent them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Praise the Lord. Apologies for the delay. Um, right now we're going to move into the prayer segment. You don't have to unmute. Just take the prayer along wherever you are. The prayer is on the screen, so we could just take it together. Dear Father, thank you for the gift of the scriptures. I open my heart and mind to your word to be guided, guided as I yield to the awesome power of the Holy Spirit today. As I study the word with spiritual understanding, I receive a deeper insight into the past, present, and future of your plans and purpose for the church, for me, and for the world. And I'm built up and catapulted to my next level of success, victory, and prosperity in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brod Dozier as he takes us through the New Testament reading. Thank you, Ma. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you very much, Sister Joy. Thank you for inspiring us with the, the prayer and the Bible for the Bible reading. Okay, so we've been reading the message translation and it's been getting interesting every single time. We're going along with Jesus in the book of Matthew and um, he's jumping into the various parables. And um, I'd like you to open the eyes of your understanding as we read through so that you can see so many things that we can you can benefit from the read. The story of the virgins. God's kingdom is like 10 young virgins who took oil lamps and went out to greet the bridegroom. Five were silly and five were smart. The silly virgins took lamps, but no extra oil. The smart virgins took jars of oil to feed their lamps. The bridegroom didn't show up when they expected him and they all fell asleep. In the middle of the night, someone yelled out, he's here. The bridegroom is here. Get out and greet him. The ten virgins got up and got their lamps ready. The silly virgins said to the smart ones, Our lamps are going out. Lend us some of your oil. They answered, There might not be enough to go around. Go buy your own. They did. But while they were out buying oil, the bridegroom arrived. When everyone who was there to greet him had gone in to the wedding feast, the door was locked. Much later, the other virgins, the silly ones, showed up and knocked on the door saying, Master, we are here, let us in. He answered, do I know you? I don't think I know you. So stay alert. You have no idea when he might arrive. You know, Jesus was telling parables. He was using parables to be able to convey so many messages about the kingdom of heaven and how things are going to happen. So this is the year of preparation in which we are preparing. We are the children of light. So we have an understanding and we apply and we're preparing ourselves to be ready for the king. And we're preparing our hearts as we've been given by the man of God. We're preparing to build God's house. We're prepared with the gospel and we're prepared for his coming. Praise God. Verse 14, the story about investments. It's also like a man. So he's still talking. He's still talking about the kingdom of heaven. It's also. Sorry, co-host, can we mute? Thank you. Thank you. Hello, co-host.
Why does it please omit yourself? All right. So, so how long have I been unmuted? Have I been muted, please? Am I on track? Please start from the story about investments, verse 14. Right. Okay, yeah. praise God. So the story about investments, verse 14, is also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To one, he gave $5,000. To another, $2,000. To a third one, to a third, $1,000 depending on their abilities. Then he left. Right off, the first servant went to work and doubled his master's investments. The second, the second did the same. But the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. Verse 19. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. The one giving $5,000 showed him how he had doubled his investments. His master commended him, good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. So he's been promoted from a servant to a partner. The servant with the 2,000 showed how he had also had doubled his master's investments. His master commended him, good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant giving 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways, that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you. So I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here is it, safe and sound, down to the last cent. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the rest, than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this, play it safe. Who won't go out on a limb? Throw him out into utter darkness praise god so just as um, sister maka was saying that when god when we stand before god in heaven he's not going to be asking us about our history certificates god has put a gift inside every one of us he has put something to manifest on the earth and it's our responsibility for not to play it safe but to go through the process and allow what god has put inside of us to come out to be useful to the world, to be useful for his kingdom, to bring forth glory to his name. And that's the talents he has put inside of us. So it's, it's a calling to someone here today. There might be a nudging. God might have been nudging you. Go out and do those things that he has called you to do. And you've been playing it safe. You've been asking for the provision. You've been asking. You've been saying it's not the right time. But God says, step out. When you step out, I've given you the vision. The provision will be made available. Everything will come together once you step out. So this is the calling today to step out into what God has called you to do. Praise God. At this moment, I'll be handing over to Brother John, who will be taking us through the Old Testament. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Brother Dizzy. Okay, we'll go straight to Exodus 29. Yesterday, we had an amazing read from Exodus 28. So, from this one, consecration of priests. This is the ceremony for dedicating them as priests. Take a young bull and two rams, healthy and without defects, using fine wheat flour, but no yeast. Make bread and cakes mixed with oil and wafers spread with oil. Place them in a basket and carry them along with the bull and the two rams. Bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting 
and wash them with water. Verse 5. Then take the vestments and dress Aaron in the tunic, the robe of the effort, the effort and the breastpiece, belting the effort on him with the embroidered waistband. Set the turban on his head and place the sacred crown on the turban. Then take the anointing oil and pour it on his head, anointing him. Then bring his sons, put tunics on them, and get them with sashes, both Aaron and his sons, and set hearts on them. Their priesthood is upheld by law and is permanent. Verse 9. This is how you will ordain Aaron and his sons. Bring the bull to the tent of meeting. Aaron and his sons will place their, their hands on the head of the bull. Then you will slaughter the bull in the presence of God at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Take some of the bull's blood and smear it on the horns of the altar with your finger. Pour the rest of the blood on the base of the altar. Next, take all the fat that covers the innards, fat from, the, from around the liver and the two kidneys, and burn it on the altar. But the flesh of the bull, including its hide and dung, you will burn up outside the camp. It's an absolution offering. Verse 15. Then take one of the rams, have Aaron and his sons place their hands on the head of the ram. Slaughter the ram and take its blood and throw it against the altar all around. Cut the ram into pieces. Wash its innards and legs. Then gather the pieces and its head and burn the whole ram on the altar. It's a whole burnt offering to God. A pleasant fragrance, an offering by fire to God. Then take the second ram, have Aaron and his sons place their hands on the ram's head, slaughter the ram, take some of its blood and rub it on Aaron's right earlobe, and on the right earlobes of his sons, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Sprinkle the rest of the blood against all sides of the altar, then take some of the blood that is on the altar, mix it with some of the anointing oil, and splash it on Aaron and his clothes, and on his sons, and, on, and their clothes, so that Aaron and his clothes, and his sons, and his sons' clothes will be made holy. Wow. That's all that they had to do just to be made holy. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Verse 22, take the fat from the ram, the fat tail, the fat that covers the innards, the long lobe of the liver, the two kidneys, and the fat on them, and the, and the right thigh. This is the ordination ram. Also, take one loaf of bread, an oil cake, and a wafer from the bread basket that is in the presence of God. Place all of these in the open hands of Aaron and his sons who will wave them before God, a wave offering. Then take them from their hands and burn them on the altar with the whole burnt offering, a pleasing fragrance before God, a gift to God. Now take the breast from Aaron's ordination ram and wave it before God, a wave offering. That will be your portion. Bless the wave offering breasts and the thigh that was held up. These are the parts of the ordination ram that are for Aaron and his sons. Aaron and his sons are always to get this offering from the Israelites. The Israelites are to make this offering regularly from their peace offerings. Verse 29. Aaron's sacred garments are to be handed down to his descendants so they can be anointed and ordained in them. Wow. The son who succeeds him 
as priests is to wear them for seven days and enter the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place. Take the ordination ram and boil the meat in the holy place. At the entrance of the tent of meeting, Aaron and his sons will eat the boiled ram and the bread that is in the baskets atoned by these offerings, ordained and hallowed by them. They are the only ones who are to eat them. No outsiders are to eat them. They are holy. Anything from the ordination realm or from the bread that is left over until morning you are to burn up. Don't eat it. It is holy. It means that the other children of Israel were not deemed holy. Only Aaron and his, and his sons. Wow. Verse 35. Do everything for the ordination of Aaron and his sons exactly as I have commanded you throughout the seven days. Offer a bull as an absolution offering for atonement each day. Offer it on the altar when you make atonement for it. Anoint and hallow it. Make atonement for the altar and hallow it for seven days, the altar will become soaked in holiness. Anyone who so much as touches the altar will become holy. Verse 38, this is what you are to offer on the altar. Two-year-old lambs, each and every day. One lamb in the morning and the second lamb at evening. With the sacrifice of the first lamb, Offer two quarts of fine flour with a quart of virgin olive oil plus a quart of wine for a drink offering. The sacrifice of the second lamb, this one at evening, is, to, is also to be accompanied by the same grain offering and drink offering of the morning sacrifice to give a pleasant fragrance, a gift to God. Verse 42. This is to be your regular daily whole burnt offering before God. Generation after generation. Sacrifice at the entrance of the tent of meeting. That is where I will meet you. That is where I will speak with you. That is where I will meet the Israelites at the place made holy by my glory. I will make the tent of meeting and the altar holy. I will make Aaron and his sons holy in order to serve me as priests. I will move in and live with the Israelites. I will be their God. They will realize that I am their God who brought them out of the land of Egypt so that I could live with them. I am God, your God. Hallelujah. Wow. Okay, over to you, Sister Wakawa. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Jose, for the old, for the New Testament. I'm reading the um, second chapter in the Old Testament, and that's Exodus 30. Um, the altar of incense. Make an altar. So this is God still giving instruction to Moses, you know, as to how um, things should be done. He said, make an altar for burning incense constructed from acacia wood one and one half feet square and three feet high with its horn, with its horns of one piece with it. Cover it with a veneer of pure gold, its top sides and horns and make a gold molding around it with two rings of gold beneath the molding. Place the rings on the two opposing sides to serve as holders for poles by which it will be carried. Make the poles of acacia wood and cover them with a veneer of gold. Place the altar in front of the cutting that hides the chest of the testimony in front of the atonement cover that is over the testimony where I will meet you. Aaron will burn fragrant. Aaron will burn fragrant incense on it every morning when he polishes the lamps and again in the evening as he prepares the lamps for lighting so that there will always be incense burning before God, generation after generation. But don't burn on this altar any unholy incense or whole burnt offering or grain offering. And don't pour out drink offerings on it. Once a year, 
Aaron is to purify the altar horns using the blood of the abolition offering of atonement. He is to make this atonement every year down the generations. It is most holy to God. The atonement tax. God spoke to Moses. When you take a head count of the Israelites to keep track of them, all must pay an atonement tax to God for their life as the at the time of being registered so that nothing bad will happen because of the registration. Everyone who gets counted is to give a half shekel using the standard sanctuary shekel of a fifth of an ounce of the shekel. A half shekel offering to God, everyone counted age 20 and up is to make the offering to God. The rich are not to pay more, nor the poor less than the half shekel offering to God. The atonement tax for their lives. Take the atonement tax money from the Israelites and put it in the maintenance, put it to the maintenance of the tent of meeting. It will be a memorial fund for the Israelites in honor of God, making atonement for life for your lives. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this place and I'm thinking about, you know, those people who, you know, now the people were asked by God to bring these different offerings to Moses as the priest. And then God was telling Moses what to do with each of the offering. This one now, he said, put it in the maintenance of the tent of meeting. So I find it funny when certain Christians talk about how men of God use people's money. This is God talking to his man, his servant, and telling him what to do with the money. So our job as Christians is to do what God says to do. If you are bringing the tithe, bring the tithe. If you are bringing the first fruit, bring the first fruit. If you are bringing your offering, bring your offering. The man of God that God has placed over you has instructions from God on what to do with the offerings, with the tithes, with the first fruits, all that God has asked us to bring to the house of God. And if that man of God defaults, it's the man of God. The man belongs to God. God will handle the man. So we, we must take clear of conversations that talk about how men of God misuse money or how men of God appropriate monies to themselves. Those are, so imagine a, a, an Israelite accusing Moses right now of things like this. And we saw in the Bible how there were people who actually came out and accused Moses of different things. If you remember, there was a particular case where the earth opened up and swallowed the man, the men, their families, and everyone that stood with them. And that was God telling us that he does not joke with such kind of conversations and such kind of accusations of his servants. I just thought to point that out. The wash basin. God spoke to Moses, make a bronze wash basin, make it with a bronze base, place it between the tent of the meeting and the altar, put water in it. Aaron and his sons will wash their hands and feet in it. When they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to serve there or offer gifts offering, gift offerings to God, they are to wash so that they will not die. They are to wash their hands and their feet so they will not die. This is the rule forever for Aaron and his sons down through the generations. Holy anointing oil. God spoke to Moses, take the best spices, 12 and a half pounds of liquid myrrh, half that much, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant sycamon, six and a quarter pounds of fragrant cane, 12 and a, and a half pounds of cassias, of cassia using the standard sanctuary weight for all of them and a gallon of olive oil. Make these into a holy anointing oil, a perfumer's skillful blend. Use it to anoint the tent of the meeting, the chest of the testimony, the table and all its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of whole burnt offerings and all its utensils, and the wash basin and its base. Consecrate them so that they'll, they'll be soaked in holiness, so that anyone who so much as touches them will become holy. Then anoint Aaron and his sons, consecrate them as priests to me, Tell the Israelites, this will be my holy anointing oil throughout your generations. Don't pour it on ordinary men. Don't copy this mixture to use for yourselves. It's holy. Keep it holy. Whoever mixes up anything like it or puts it on an ordinary person will be expelled. God spoke to Moses, take fragrant spices, gum raisin, onicha, galbanon, and add 
pure frankincense. Mix the spices in equal proportions to make an aromatic incense. The art of a perfumer, salted and pure, holy. Now crush some of it into powder and place some of it before the testimony in the tent of meeting where I will meet with you. It will be for you the holiest of holy places. When you make this incense, you are to copy the mixture for your own use. It's holy to God. Keep it that way. Whoever copies it for personal use will be excommunicated. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this, this part of Exodus and I'm seeing God giving instructions. When Brother John was reading um, um, chapter 29, I don't know many, how many of you observed that God called for a daily offering. You know, and I'm asking myself, okay, so in the, back in the days, in the, the Old Testament days, God called for daily offerings. Has that gone with the Old Testament? No, it hasn't gone. Even in our day, God is calling for daily offerings. And because of time, I may not be able to go into those places in the New Testament. You know, oh, um, Sister Cornell is even bringing to my attention that he actually called for morning and evening offerings. You know, and one of, so what are the different kinds of offerings? I know that there's a particular offering that God says for us to offer the calves of our lips. That is, you know, a, a lot of people use their mouth to say different things every day. I don't want us starting our day every day without giving an offering to God from the calves of our lips. How do you give this offering? You sing praise to his name. You thank God for who he is. You thank God for who he is, what he's done, how much you love him. One of the responsibility of the child of God, one of the offerings that God desires on a daily basis is that offering from your lips, that thanksgiving offering, that appreciation, that acknowledgement of who he is, how that he's the Lord of your life, how that he's, he's the answer to everything that you go through, how that you're grateful for his word, how that you're grateful for his spirit. These are offerings that we offer on a daily basis. Then there's the financial offering. There's a place where you come up to as you grow, you would give offering on a daily basis. I know of a colleague who she said, every day as I read Rhapsody, the word of God has come to me. I will give an offering in thanksgiving. There are some of us who give tithes on a daily basis. You see, as you grow, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to just wrap up with this because um, time, time is, is fast spent. So, um, and God was specific, right, about the offering for each of the call for offering. So I'm asking myself, so how do we know, especially when we're dealing with financial offerings, how do you know exactly what to give? Do you know that as a Christian in your relationship, because see, relationship is personal. You must be able to hear from God. You say, oh, I don't know if God is talking to me. I don't know if I'm hearing from God. These are things that maybe we would, one of the sessions will talk about this, but you must be able to hear from God. So you say, oh, I'm a partner of the gospel. How much do you earn on a monthly basis? Have you heard God, heard God tell you, okay, this is how much I want you to give as offering. You go to church on Wednesdays, on Sundays, you have cell meetings on Saturdays. This is what you should give on Wednesdays. This is what you should give on Saturdays. This is what you should give on Sundays. Or do you just get to church and then you put your hand inside your pocket and any amount that comes up, you just put it into the offering. Is that what you do? First fruit offering is not negotiable. That one has been defined. Tight is, God is not asking you for it. He owns it. I remember a bishop that would say, if you don't give your tight, things will be tight for you. He asks for 10%. So when you are earning your salary, don't see, if your salary is $100 for, um, um, let me say $1,000, your, 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 the money you actually own is $900. Ten, um, $100 is not your own. It's not an argument. Don't argue with God. So these things, as we read through the Old Testament, we're seeing God being specific about what he has asked for. And that hasn't changed. We're not giving bull offerings anymore. We're not giving um, 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 ram offerings. But God is specific about certain offerings. Then for the free will offering, you, between your relationship with God, let him tell you how much he wants of you. Partnership. There are people that God has said, give me 50% of everything that you earn. Put it into the gospel. And we don't argue with him because at the end of the day, when we calculate all we spent during the month, some of us have spent more than 10 times what we earned because God is our source. You can never outgive God. 
<laughs> time is fast spent. There's so much I want to say. I'm going to hand over to Brother Martins for the affirm- the Pauline affirmation. Thank you so much. And I believe you've been blessed by today's Bible study, Bible reading, and of course, the Rhapsody of Realities. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Wow. That was really impactful. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Mark. Um, okay, quickly, let's go into the affirmation. Praise the Lord. Now, the normal way we take our affirmation, you start with my name is, then I have the spirit of wisdom. The next paragraph, you say your name, and then I'm granted according to his riches. The top paragraph, same like that. On the count of three, we go. One, two, three. My name is which is in Christ Jesus in Jesus precious name amen Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We'll quickly take the communion and I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23. And today I'm reading in the Amplified Classic Translation. For I received from the Lord himself that which I passed on to you. It was given to me personally that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was treacherously delivered up and while his betrayal was in progress took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do, do this to call me affectionately to remembrance. Father, thank you for the body of Christ that was broken for us. And every time that we break this bread, we remind ourselves that Christ was broken for us. And so therefore we will never be broke. We declare wholeness in every ramification of our lives. Is there anything missing anywhere? Is there anything lacking anywhere? Is there anything broken anywhere? We declare wholeness. We declare perfection. We declare um, a of all that was broken because Christ was that sacrifice and because he was we live in the wholeness of life thank you father in Jesus precious name amen please break the bread Verse 25, similarly, when supper was ended, he took the cup also saying, this cup is a new covenant ratified and established in my blood. This do as often as you drink it to call me affectionately to remembrance. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are representing and signifying and proclaiming the fact of the Lord's death until he comes again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. As often as we do this, we affirm that God is to us who the word says he is. Jesus Christ is to us who the word says he is. The Holy Spirit is to us who the word says he is. 
we are who the word says we are. We have what the word says we have. We can do what the word says we can do. And we are where the word says we are. Thank you, Father. It is so in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please take the corp. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. Um, that was seven great confessions of our solid fronts. That was what I just said. It's a message and it's on pcdl.co. You can find it there. Thank you for joining today. I believe you've been blessed. Go in the authority and in the power of the Lord and enjoy your day. Return with testimonies. Insist that you would experience only that which the word has spoken concerning you. God bless you, everyone. Let's share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord Jesus Christ, and the faith of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's mercy of our lives and in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Thank, Thank you so you much. Thank you so much. Love, love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, so much. Thank you everyone. Good morning, everyone. Aaron, Aaron, if you can hear me, please post your question on the group. I just saw your chat. Who is the baby girl that is telling us hello, everyone? We are saying hello my, to you too. My daughter. <laughs> She's a part of the devotion. Hello. 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 <laughs> All right. Thank Have a good much. day, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.